Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Oh, it's warm out. So wine coolers, water, lots of water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels of the dills, indeed second to none. It's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call the day, drama amongst the corn. Tim Anderson digging in, one for four tonight. Good matchup here for a low ball hitter, sinking fastball. Anderson. Hits it in the end right, back at the wall, and the White Sox win it! Well, you can throw the party, but you never know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> unreal. And how about six runs on the board in the ninth inning alone, and the White Sox with a walk-off 9-8 win. This was some kind of night for baseball. Indeed, it was a great night for baseball. Uh, Rob Manfred could not have asked for more. The owners couldn't have asked for more. I don't think the players could have asked for more. Great setting. Really, a great baseball game. Didn't turn out the way Matt wanted, but it still was for, look, the casual fan. That was great theater last night. Exactly right. All right. Uh, you hear his name a lot, but you never get a chance to see him. That's because, quote, behind the scenes, Ben Boma, whose name's been brought up how many times by Kenny Albert on this show, is somebody that just continues to do great work. Penn Stater, Icer. Ben, welcome. Great to have you with us on the show. Steve, that, that memory is amazing. Uh, but you forgot that Don Drysdale was on the Brady Bunch as well. Yeah, he was on the Brady Bunch. And, <laughs> and uh, when I did the 1991 NCAA tournament game in the Carrier Dome, uh, Ann Myers, who eventually married Don Drysdale, yep. was the analyst for UCLA basketball. So. And had a like chance. Two degrees of Steve Jones. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, I'm good. I've uh, just battled COVID for the second time, but uh, I'm over it and uh, get ready for football season, as I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah. So let's. it's interesting because you've had a, a, a really a wonderful career with a lot of tw- different twists and turns. But in a lot of ways with the NFL on Fox and now with the door maybe behind, and I'm sure it will open for ESPN Turner for you, 16 years of doing the NHL on NBC, working, quote, behind the scenes. How did you get into that, Ben? Because I also now know where, you know, like, like people would start hearing your name, but there's a pathway to get there. How'd you do it? Uh, almost by accident. Um, 
I think if you remember, there's a gentleman uh, professor there uh, when I was there, and I hate to date myself, but 89 to 93, named Dean Runyon. Yep who I think was also responsible for creating the Penn State Hockey Show uh, yes. that you hosted, as well as uh, we did some games together. Yeah, we did games but, together, and then Dean eventually went to a college in Indiana. So, yep. yep. Um, the late Dean Runyon, by the way. Yes. God bless him and his family. Yes. A great human being for those who knew him. Oh. Um, but he, um, we were on a road trip back from Canada one time. I think it was my junior year. I was 19 years old. Um and he knew my interest in sports. At the time, I, I, I'd gone to Penn State to be an aerospace engineer, believe it or not. Um, but he knew my interest. And he said, hey, what are you doing this summer? And I said, well, you know, I was going to stay around school, take some classes, work out, and coach some of our hockey camps. And he said, have you thought about an internship? And at 19, I, I looked at him being naive, and I said, but Dean, I'm not pre-med. What do you mean? What, I don't need an internship. What are you talking about? And he said, no. He says, he says internships, you know, are designed for people to get work experience and get their foot in the door. And he said, you know, I know some people with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, maybe it might be a good thing to do this summer. Now, as a lifelong Pirate fan and my family originally being from Pittsburgh, you know, my eyes lit up, and I'm like, sure, why not? So kind of fell into the sports business that way as after my junior year I interned for the, the Pittsburgh Pirates in their scoreboard room and their PR department mm-hmm. um, and then followed that up again after I graduated and I did another summer because I liked it so much and I figured okay I need a job and I got to open some doors. Well in 1992 we were really good the Pirates as you remember we yeah. went to the playoffs almost mm-hmm. went to the World Series Right. 1993 when Barry Bonds and decided to leave and the franchise lost 17 million dollars and the and the People were like, hey, we'd love to hire you. We've got no money. Right. So now you got to start looking for a job, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, you know, during a rain delay at Three River Stadium, the director of human resources for the Capitol Center uh, at the time, which was owned by Abe Poland, who owned the Washington Bullets yeah. and the Washington Capitals, and me being a hockey guy, said, uh, uh, hey, we're going to be hiring some people. Are you interested? <laughs> well, I'm 21 at the time. I need a job, and it's in the NHL. I said, who could complain? So I went there. Uh, just to do everything. You know, we were, you know, in a little tiny office out back of the CAP Center, and I would do hockey stuff and community relations stuff and sell tickets and make, uh, you know, I'm 21. Who cares? You're in the business. And then um, Kenny Albert, the son of Marv Albert. Yep. Um, Who's been a who guest is, best guest on the show many times. So. Yep. And one of the nicest human beings. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, he, yes. We, he's, a nice, he's a nicer person than he is a broadcaster. Yes, he is. Um, we hit it off as friends. The following year, during the NHL lockout, is when the Fox Network bought the NFL rights away from CBS. And I get a call from Kenny just about this time of the year, in 1994, and he said, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm in the office, and I'm doing crossword puzzles and long-distance phone calls, because we've got <laughs> nothing to do. You know, there's not going to be a season. We don't know what's going on. He goes, well, hey, I just got a call. Fox is hiring me to do the NFL. Do you want to do the games with me? I'm like, absolutely. Um, and so for 28 years, the fall season on Fox every year became Kenny and my kind of fall hobby. Um, so that's how I kind of fell into the TV side. And one thing leads to another. Even though I went back to Pittsburgh to be uh, one of the PR guys for the Pirates and get the stadium built and all that was a full-time job, I would still do the NFL on Fox in the off season. Right. Um, just to keep going, and, and, and you know, it's a business where you know people and network, and, and once you do a good job for some people, it uh, it blossoms into other things. So, my path was probably accidental, uh, and 
probably because I had an injury my sophomore year where I got knee above my knee and had to be on crutches for a week. I remember and that. My engin- yeah, my engineering graphics courses were at the other side of campus in the middle of January, and I was on crutches. And I woke up one day and he said, you know what, I could, I could be an aerospace engineer. I'm not sure I want to do it. Um, but at a great university like Penn State where there are so many opportunities and so many people and you get your eyes open to so many things, I was fortunate to take advantage of it. So, you know, literally uh, an injury and a couple of phone calls, and, and that's how I fell into it. Explain to everybody, because two different sports that you have to work in the booth, football, hockey. Let's take the football first. When you're in that booth, now you have to prepare to get there, all right? So, I mean, there's a lot of work during the week to get there. Once you're in there, what specifically is your job with Kenny on, on Sundays? Um, and the same thing, don't forget, i got to carry Steve Levy on Monday night. Oh, too, my but. goodness. I, it's just, I, I, we'll get into no, that. Think, we'll get into that problem in a moment. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no. I, look, you're, you're, you're a veteran broadcaster, and, you know, your expertise in football. And the, the way I explain it to everybody is, you know, the sports are different. Football is like preparing for a three-hour exam every week. Um, when you do football, 90 to 95% of your preparation will never, ever, ever make air. That's exactly, that's be, exactly right. I tell my broadcast class all the time, I said, you know, probably about, I tell them 3% you'll actually use, but you don't know which 3% it is. Right. And, and the best way to explain it is um, you basically have to be prepared for every possible scenario as the game goes along, right? And the more you do, they become more predictable, right? You can anticipate as you go quarter by quarter by quarter what has happened in the game as as we've gone on and what are the scenarios we could have as we enter the fourth quarter, right? Right. But the the example I always explain is, you know, a a game-winning field goal, okay, um, can have eight or ten different scenarios leading into the field goal and eight or ten leading out of the field goal, right? So, uh, you know, the, the kid could have missed a field goal the week before. Uh, the last time these two teams played, they could he could have beaten them on a game-winning field goal. Or last year, when he was on a different team. Or what does this field goal mean if they win? Do they clinch the division? Da-da. You know, there's so many scenarios to paint the picture before the ball is snapped. And then after the snap, what's the result? Did he miss it wide left? Did he drill it? you got to celebrate. you got, you got so many scenarios going in and so many scenarios going out. And you know you have to be prepared for all of them. Because you have so many people listening or so many people watching. And look, people love football. They're pretty smart. And if you aren't prepared going in and coming out, you're going to get ripped publicly the next day for not having the correct information. And so that, for us, is literally play by play by play as an entire game goes along. Um, Because it can't be wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. we could have anywhere between 10 to 30 million people watching a game. Um, and so, you know, accuracy is very, very important. So that goes, you know, that's where the preparation goes. But again, like we just said, 90% of that, it's almost like an editing room floor when they make a movie, right? You only see the best of what, what goes up on screen, and all the hard work is sitting on a floor somewhere at the end of the day. So um, that's why, when you, you know, I'm sure you've talked to so many kids in, in, in classes and things. Like, you really have to drill in how important preparation is. Mm-hmm. So... In that booth, how often is it notes that you pass? How often is it pointing to make sure he's got it right? Uh, it's a combination of things. So it's you, you, it's almost like a, a, a golfer caddy type relationship. Yes. 
the, you know, yeah, as as Mike Tarico said once, like you have to have a thousand percent trust in the person you're working for. Like it, 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 you could have the Ron Burgundy scenario, right? Where <laughs> I, I put a card up and you just read it, right? Right. Um, you know, and you know, I've had the fortune of not just working with Kenny, um, but you know, hundreds of guys over the years, from Sean McDonough to Tarico, yeah. Sam Rose, and Joe Buck. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Each guy is different, right? Like uh, right. if a guy like Fluff, who was a caddy for so long, bounced around working with Tiger at one point or another golfer, like yeah. you have to build that relationship. Right. So then he moved. Then he moved you know, to Jim Jim Furyk. So yeah, so he had to work exactly, with yeah, right, different guys. Right. Fluff Cowan. And each guy has yeah. Each guy has idiosyncrasies. Each guy has different. Each guy has different presentation. Um, so you build the trust, but so much of it is it's part notes, it's part signals. Um, what we did last year, COVID actually kind of opened a new concept for us because on the Monday Night Football booth, we had to be socially distanced, right? right? Yeah. Now, you know you can't really be far from your spotter or your stats guy or whatever in a booth because it'll feel like 10 miles because right. you're used to that person being right there and, and, and you're working together. So we actually developed a concept where I had a projector above a spotting board. Steve had a monitor to his right, um, and I would point, but I was able to talk to Steve the whole time. Right. So rather than notes and, and stuff like that, that kind of got eliminated, but I could literally go in his ear, hey, three tight ends in this play. Uh, don't forget they scored a touchdown on the last three tight end play, right? So that's in his ear, right. um, which would have been something in the old days maybe I wrote down or you know would talk mm-hmm. about. So COVID kind of, as tough as it was to do broadcasts under that scenario, We've invented some ways to go around it that we may never go back. Another one was uh, with Doc Emmerich during the Stanley Cup final last year, the whole playoffs. He's in Michigan. Right. I'm in Maine, and right. the games are in Edmonton. Right. And so I would do it via uh, FaceTime. I introduced Doc to FaceTime, and I said, <laughs> Doc, put your phone right under the big monitor that you're calling the game off of. I got a feed that was about two or three seconds slower than his feed, so I could actually anticipate when he said, score! Right. Um, but we, I would give him notes via FaceTime. Like, I would write it on a card, put it up on my iPad. He could see it and do it right away. So, you know, it's, it, 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 I don't want to say they're innovative ways, but it's the only way we survive. And we're going to keep some of those things moving forward. So, um, But it is. It's a dance. It's a crazy dance with a million things going on and totally based on trust. All right. So uh, I know this is something when Eli Gold and I, who does Alabama, and Eli's done many sports in his career, Alabama football, yep. basketball. People don't realize Eli's favorite sport's actually hockey. He used to say, yeah, he used to, Eli yeah, used yeah. to sit in the upper deck at, at Madison Square Garden when he was younger. But he and I both agree. We were just talking shop one day, whatever, because I, I do football, basketball, baseball. And I said, I feel like it keeps me fresh because each one has its own pace to it. Hockey's pace is different than anything else. So how do you handle hockey because of the speed and pace versus how you handle football? And it, it's the hardest. Like like we said, the best thing about football is there's a 40-second pace to every play. Yep. And there's a pace to a quarter and there's a pace to a game, right? And you can interchange the uniforms and you can interchange the location. But it's for those of us on the inside, it, it's almost the same. You know, it's just the action within that that changes. But hockey... You know, in the 2002 Olympics, I don't know if you remember this, but the the International Ice Hockey Federation at that time had instituted a rule of fast face-offs. 
Yes. As soon as there was a whistle, those teams got to the dot. They had to get to the dot mm-hmm. as fast as they could and drop the puck. Yep. Um, out of those Olympics, a lot of the NHL people liked it because it sped up the game. I don't really like it because I think it takes the stars off the ice. I agree. You know, more. But it sped up the game. So, you know, maybe 20 years ago, a hockey game on TV was two and a half to two hours and 45 minutes. And you could do a lot more, and you could throw more graphics and tell stories and replays and video and all that stuff. But now hockey's almost a two-hour and 15, two-hour and 20-minute game. Exactly. Um, before you get to, like, an overtime or a shootout. So it, the, the, the ability to tell stories, the ability to get information and visuals in is really tough. So you, you there, it, actually, I had dinner with Sean McDonough the other night in Boston because he's going to be doing um, hockey for ESPN, and he hasn't done it for about 20-plus years. Right. And we were with Dave O'Brien, who's the Red Sox announcer as well. And Dave asked that question. He's like, you know, what's the difference? I said, fly out to Dave. I said, hockey has a unique rhythm. You've called it. Um, there are crescendos. There are ups and downs. And being, being able to, to know, hey, all of a sudden, hey, there's a three-on-two developing, and the crescendo rises the closer you get to the net. Um, so as an announcer and in the broadcast booth, you have to know those ebbs and flows. And, okay, a team just dumped the puck in. Uh, it's going to be a slow breakout. you got time to start a story. And that's what Doc was so brilliant about, was being able to say, hey, i got a window here. I can start getting Eddie or Brian Boucher involved with something I want to talk about. Right. Um, whereas when you do football, you know, as soon as the guy's picked up from a tackle, you got 20, 25 seconds to kill. So that's, that was the unique genius of Doc, not only because of his voice and the ability to call the game, but, okay, it's a Tuesday night in November, and it's Washington and Pittsburgh. How can I tell a story and weave in, even though we've got Ovechkin and Crosby on the ice, right? right? And he could do it. And that's, you know, that's the hardest part about hockey is the pace. And, you know, baseball, hey, we're going to be here for four and a half hours to <laughs> empty the bucket. <laughs> right? so it's, it's, it's uh, yes, they all, it, um, you have to have the, it's almost like a concert pianist trying to play different tunes. Uh-huh. You know, so uh, they're each just going to have their own melody and their own feel to them, and that's you know you've had the fortune of calling all of them. So you know, even basketball, yeah. I mean, basketball now like a ninety-minute sport, yeah. and you got to do a lot of work in a little amount of time. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because you throw like the name Dave O'Brien's a great guy. Sean McDonough is an awesome guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you really. You know, Levy, I don't know as well. I've met him a couple times, but he just seems like a really terrific guy as well. I mean, they all seem to appreciate where they are and who they work with, which I think yeah. is really, really yeah. great. I mean, they appreciate the people around them very, very much. So, Ben, yeah. I've been wanting, and, and that pays off to the truck too. You know, the oh. people you work oh. with around you when the, when the when the gay guy respects the people in the truck and your producers, oh. and it, it just makes for a great show. Well, it's, it's interesting because uh, I was talking to. Uh, Somebody today who's going to be working with BTN, and I said to them, I said, look, guys like Jim Ressler, Tony DeSanti, I said, they're awesome guys as producers. I said, it's a, you're, I, said I told him how, this guy said, how fortunate he was. I said, you're going to end up with some of those guys. I said, they're, they're not just good. They're great to work with, and it means a lot. Ben, I've been wanting to do this actually for a while, and I would love to get you back periodically from time to time just to update some stuff and 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 just talk because i think this was a lot of fun no absolutely you know as the fall goes along let me know uh once football gets rolling i'll be doing thursdays uh sundays mondays and then who knows what hockey will bring so (laughs) it'll bring something my my afternoons are usually wide open you know we don't play we don't play hockey at two o'clock in the afternoon so perfect let's let's uh, let's catch up as the fall goes along and 
that's the guy Godowski and our, our Penn State hockey team there. And uh, it's have awesome. a great fall, everyone. Well, Ben, thank you so much. It was great catching up, and I look forward to maybe in a couple months we do this again and talk about some things that you're seeing out there. You got it, my friend. Good luck, and thanks, uh, my let's friend. Go State. Ben Boma. A lot of work with Fox, with Kenny Albert, obviously uh, aiming to work with Turner and ESPN on their hockey, Monday Night Football as well. Um, and I asked him at one point, I said, have you thought about like doing some spot work for the suit? And it went back to, like, he likes to work with easy people. Uh, all right, we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells FAULDA! Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones sunbury motors fourth street in sunbury sunbury motors here with 11 and 15 almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com ford lincoln kia hyundai best in new inventory Great pre-owned inventory all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by the great people at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. That pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. It's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. Doug Birdsong, by the way, texted. He said, the suit always told me that he thought he was very easy to work with. I texted back, the first step on the road to recovery is admitting the problem. All right, so with that. Oh, my almighty! With that, we bring in the always easy to work with, the king. Hey, what up? <laughs> just just got back from Chatham. Oh, very oh. nice. What a town. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's it, 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 Chatham, the most Chatham's expensive, beautiful. richest town I've ever been in my life. But neat and cute and... And I looked up online to see what the wealthiest town on Cape Cod is, and they're number two behind Martha's Vineyard. Right. Yeah, the vineyard would be first. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I, I was stunned at the mansions and the. Yeah. It's it just a beautiful town. It's just beautiful. Yeah, we had a really yeah, nice time. The main street, we walked the main street, and. But yeah. I, I can't. There was a headline in the paper that. 
residents had reduced the sale price of their homes three to four million dollars. <laughs> I call it reduced it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we it's had a little three hundred square foot cottage. <laughs> It's uh, very important to be affordable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like the slummers, you know. We were like, that's our house over there. <laughs> Feeling great. <laughs> that's our place. Feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Their sheds were nicer. So. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah. a lot of sharks there. Holy moly. They got a well, shark the... named Kevin. They name the sharks. They have them all tagged. <laughs> S-U-I-T, that spells suit Yes, there's the suit shark. Uh, well, they have so yeah. many sharks tagged there that yeah. they named them all. And they can right. tell on radar when they come close to shore. And then one guy was fishing, and a great white shark got on his line. Of course, the yeah. shark snapped the line, but it was wild. The right. shark was jumping in the air, and so... This is like twenty yards offshore. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I mean, what see what happens is Monomoy Island, which right. is just off of Chatham. That's yeah. where the seals gather, yep. and unfortunately, the seals make an easy target for the sharks. Right, uh, uh, and you know, it's it's essentially been the suit sales philosophy. Same thing. All right, so um, what? No God! No God! No God! <laughs> you better me- never make a bad call and let Kevin get his hands on it. <laughs> no, I mean, we've all made bad calls. Well, it's, it's just try not to make it an epidemic. Now we're. I know that's swung- a great call, myself. Now it- so. Oh, that call! That call—that's Doug. That's huh? that's that's Doug Birdsong. That's not the suit. That's Doug. Oh, who who does Bucknell? Doug Birdsong does Bucknell. He's awesome. He's one of the best best in the country. Yes, does Bucknell football and basketball? He is tremendous. Oh, okay. I tremendous. Bucknell. He's the analyst in. Yeah. Sideline, all that good stuff. Yeah. Sideline. Okay. Yeah, he's active in it though. He's really good. Oh yeah, no, he no, he's active. Kevin does the, Kevin yeah. does a really good job. We all we all know Kevin does a really good job. But yeah. when he takes on the persona of the suit <laughs> like Superman. <laughs> uh, then suddenly things change. <laughs> it's Clark Kent Superman. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the suit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, problem. <laughs> so who's going to win the Super Bowl this year, boys? Well, let's see. The Eagles are out. Yeah, um, yeah I don't even have him in the Super Bowl. I am going to say I will vote for the Kansas City Chiefs. Even though they have a new offensive line, they've still got enough left in the tank. I love Buffalo. Buffalo Buffalo's good. I think it's going to be very competitive. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Chiefs. They're, they retooled and they're bad. So, um, 
Well, Buffalo can still take advantage of the rookie contract of Josh Allen because he's still on his rookie deal, which allowed them to acquire Stephon Diggs. That's what a rookie deal does at quarterback. It gives you options. I thought he options. just signed like a $40 million a year contract. Yeah, yeah they, but that they, was just an extension. That won't take over until his rookie that, deal's done. Yeah, it's oh, an okay. extension okay. that starts after his rookie deal's over with. So they're still yeah. cap-wise, cap-wise, they're still under his rookie deal. So that's why they were able, how they were able to acquire certain players because his contract kept them under the cap. There's never been, and right now, Mahomes' deal still keeps them under the cap. There's never, there's never been a Super Bowl champion where the quarterback had 12% of the cap or more. That's interesting. I also like Cleveland. Cleveland's, Cleveland's good. very curious team. Oh. They've curious. got all the tools to win. Oh. They're curious, but here's here's the here's the deal with them. They won a lot of close games last year. So do they take the step forward and widen the margin, or in a couple of those games because they're still close, do they slip? See, that's my issue with Cleveland. Like the Red Sox. <laughs> well, I mean, well, the the, the the Red Sox. As I, when have I said the Red Sox were great all season long? I said they, they were a, a lot good of team. One run games, and now they did those games by ten. <laughs> right? No, they did. They and a lot of comebacks in the seventh inning on where yeah. they were you know behind. And I mean, as I said, the whole season they're good, but they're not great. And yeah. I mean, I've been pretty, I've been pretty straightforward about them all year. They're good, not great. Um, the Yankees, I hate to say this, need to get Chapman back uh, because they've blown five saves in seven days. Uh, so it's like, wow. That, yeah, Brady can go back to the Orioles. You can have him back, Dick, for Millen. That's, uh, that's eye-opening. Uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, Bloom was brought into Boston. I don't think you can build Boston the way you build Tampa Bay. Just like if Bloom were with the Phillies I don't, or the Yankees, you don't build the Phillies, the Yankees, the Dodgers, or the Red Sox the way you build Tampa Bay. You have, to, you have to have the ability, because of your finances, to dole some money out to fill in your gaps beyond what you have in your system. And he, he didn't fill his gaps in with this team. I mean, at the trade deadline, he did not fill gaps. Can you imagine if Tampa Bay wants the World Series this year? They got the NHL, they got the NFL, yeah, and they got Major League Baseball. And guess what? My that. Super Bowl pick is a Tampa repeat. They might. I think they have a very legitimate chance to get two repeat oh, champs and maybe a World yeah. Series the, the, champ. That defense, my gosh, that defense is. is good Everybody's as back. Ever, they they fully just brought everybody back from last year. Yeah. They did. They, they did. They did, but here's the issue with that. When you do win like they did, a lot of things have to go right, including staying healthy the entire time. That's exactly right. They True. stayed healthy the entire time. They they finally did get hot once they got their bye week. Because uh, they before the bye week, they were an old, tired team that really staggered into the bye week. Then they got the bye week and came out of it refreshed, and it made such a difference for them. But that's one of the problems with repeating. You have to have a lot of elements go right 
to win. I think the only difference with them, and you're 100% right, the only difference was they brought in a new quarterback and a new, and he had to learn a new system. Right. And yeah. albeit that new quarterback was Tom Brady. But with COVID and everything, it, nobody really had a great preseason. And it took right. him and them a while to get going. But once they got going, they were just about unbeatable. Right. You know? Right, and and again, I think that coincided with that bye week where they've like, yeah, okay, everybody, time. yeah, yeah, a little well. more time, a little more rest off your legs. You were they were fresh. We'll come back with next week's headlines in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, time now for Headlines of the Week. All right, I'm going to get things started. Based on last night's Field of Dreams game. By the way, Steve, I, I I just got this text from Scott Gilbert, our friend at the Spikes. He just told me the Yankees sent down Andrew Heaney to the Spikes because he stinks so bad. He speaks highly of you. <laughs> I'm done with them, King. I'm done. <laughs> you quit? Yeah, no more Yankees? He, he's, he's awful. He's awful. I mean, uh, that was just another horrendous performance last night. So, yeah. I uh, know. Set him down and get better with the spikes. Uh, that was going to be one of my things for the field. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. The field strange stuff. Good for Major League Baseball coming up with something different. You know? That was good. So. All right, Steve, what do you got? Olympic ratings will not go down next week. <laughs> That's exactly right. King? Um, let's see. I'm curious with Ben Roethlisberger and Dwayne Haskins. Is Haskins going to be the next quarterback of Pittsburgh? I think he's on track to be, and I think that's why they signed him. I, I think Mike Tomlin is the perfect because let's face it, Ben gets hurt every year. So you're bringing in a quarterback that you, you just can't have Ben get hurt every year. Right? Not one of my favorite people, but he's been a great quarterback. Um, 
Haskins has got all the talent, and with Mike Tomlin as his mentor, he could turn into quite a core, you know, quite a quite a quarterback in the NFL. I was just curious what you guys thought. Well, I said in the show earlier, King, I think uh-huh. Mason Rudolph should be in trouble for that number two spot. Yeah. We have we have my buddy Alex Cazor who covers the Steelers on a couple weeks ago and he said that he had just made the crack a little bit, but it would be still Rudolph's job. But I think Haskins has clearly outplayed Rudolph in the first two games. Uh, this is my other curious thing. Why do the quarterbacks who come out of Ohio State seem to have so much trouble in the NFL and it's not necessarily their athletic ability? But they're immature and they get in trouble, you know? Is there a pattern there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they all just playing under what's this goober down there at Jacksonville? Um, oh, stinking Urban Meyer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they come out of there and they're like derelicts, you know? It's, I don't know. But, but this kid's got a lot of talent, he's got the size, he's good. So if you get a guy like Mike Tomlin to get in his ear and, and mentor him, he could be quite a player. So hmm. just curious. All right, my next one, I'm going to stick with Field of Dreams. Rob Manfred, of course, confirmed last night they are returning there in 2022. So my suggestion, and actually I think this has a good chance of happening, only because they've played in Williamsport already, and that was a good success is make it Cubs-Cardinals next year. Two Midwest teams, you got the rivalry, you, you'll have both Chicago teams in the first two years. I think that should make it happen, Cubs-Cardinals That'd next year. That'd be awesome, awesome. I love it. I love what Major League Baseball is doing. I think it's great. Uh, that would be a good matchup. What other, what other gimmick can Major League Baseball, because the NHL did it with the outside games, and it was a big hit. You know, what well, other I, I, can the Major I League Baseball do to liven it up a little bit? I, I made two I made two suggestions. One was uh, playing a regular season game in Cooperstown at Doubleday Field around the Hall yeah. of Fame. Sure. And the other one was recreating the Sandlot. Love both ideas. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's awesome. I, You know, it's just... It makes you want to watch, and that's what they have to do because the product they have now is not very good. And so. Cooperstown would actually be easy, Steve, because the Hall of Fame ceremony is in September, so they, they can make it a whole weekend kind of like how the NFL does with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yep. Sure. Well, work don't out they well. kind of do it in Williamsport? Don't they have a... Williamsport. Uh, Williamsport they do. It's it's coming up. It's going to be uh, Cleveland and uh, the Angels. So Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are going to Bowman Field. Cool. Yep. So my next one, will Sean Carey or Sean Carey be the stadium announcer in Williamsport this year? I don't know how they're doing that because I saw Rob Thomas last night, and Rob does it sometimes too. They're really—I mean, they—they will need a stadium announcers, and they'll need that in rotation. Uh, But they're only going to be parents there. Correct. Yeah, the uh, the Little League announced today that they're revoking the uh, 
the general admission tickets for 3,000 no people. No way. Yeah. Yep. They're pulling yeah. back on that because of the rising COVID. Oh, that's stuck on stupid. So you can put 36,000 people in Fenway Park, but you can't do it at the Little League World Series. That's well, they're only, they're only doing it this. They're only doing it here because he's. You have a lot of kids that are 12 and under, ineligible to be vaccinated. So they're just taking extra precautions there. And they, well, they've always done that, that throughout true. since this whole yeah. thing started. So that explains because I've been watching some of the games. That's why there's no fans in the stadiums. Correct. At the, at the you know semifinals and stuff. Yeah, the regional tournaments. Games. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, heartbreak. You know, because you're a kid, you never get this time back. So, I don't know. Whatever. Tough time for people. Hmm. Steve, you got one? What do one? you guys think of Jalen okay. Hurt? Um, I think he's, he's an okay NFL quarterback. He brings some spark to Philadelphia, but uh, he is limited as to how far he can take them. I thought he got a good start last night. How did he do last night? I thought he had a good start last night. Yeah, I I, I saw, a, a, you know, just bits and pieces of it because we couldn't get the NFL network, but um, I, I think that this might blow your guy's mind. I think he is the best quarterback to come out of Alabama since Joe Namath. I think his 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 ability he's a different type of kid. I mean this is a kid who took a team to the national championship I believe he won the national championship and then was the backup quarterback the next year and stood there and took it you know, took it like a man and then went to Oklahoma and took that team to the uh, Final Four. And that, some some players just know how to win and know how to conduct themselves and he does. And yeah. I think he's a special player and give him time. If he doesn't get hurt, he can do something in the NFL. His problem, like his, his problem is going to be accuracy. So that's that's always going to be his problem. He's got to be more accurate throwing the ball. Right. So, well, I don't know enough about that stuff. But yeah. Character-wise, this kid's got it all. So. And July 1st, the federal government is going to nickname it Chris Davis Day. Oh He's going to get $42 million in deferred payments <laughs> for 15 years. He will get his yeah. full... $23 million salary next year. He will get annual salaries of $9.16 million in 23, 24, 25. From 26 to 32, he'll get $3.5 million. And from 33 to 37, $1.4 million, which at that point, he'll be 51. Chris Davis, so American be, financial be hero. State worker in the state of Connecticut. <laughs> That's what they got. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Davis, American working hero. Uh, how do you retire? You quit. 